Welcome, everybody, to episode 64 Hangover of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. For those that don't know, our Hangover episodes are kind of an addendum to our regular episodes uh, where we kind of, we'll, we go off, anything we want to talk about off topic, we, we'll, we'll discuss and we'll try it and tie it back into video games a little bit. Um, this week, we're going to actually be talking about aliens with the our last episode being on XCOM. We figured... Um, it was appropriate to talk about this week. And we had mentioned before that we wanted to talk about aliens and that we would at a later date. So we figured now's as good a time as any with the aliens that live in outer space, right? Actual alien, not, not, not illegal, illegal aliens. not illegal immigrants or whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good point to bring up space aliens. Uh, so yeah, I wanted to bring up the Drake equation because that's, uh, that seems to be what a lot of people go by for their estimates of, the possibility of uh, aliens existing elsewhere, but I don't know. I'll I'll read it. Some of it's kind of based on conjecture a little bit. So uh, we'll see. The equation is actually N equals R star times uh, F P times N E times F E times F I times F C times L Uh, N being the number of civilizations in our galaxy, which, you know, that's obviously what the equation is calculating. Um, R, R, whatever the little star is, I'm not really sure, uh, is the average of star formation per year in our galaxy. So that's just the Milky Way galaxy. Um, FP is the fraction of those stars that have planets. Uh, obviously, some stars in, this, in our in our galaxy don't have a system of planets, so you factor those out right away. Don't they say most of them don't have planets or have? I think like so. Just gas giants. Yeah, I think so. Not not habitable planets. Um, right. Within the habitable zone, obviously too close is bad, and obviously too far away is bad too. Um, and then uh, where were we? FP uh, NE is the average of number of planets that can potentially support life per star that has planets. Uh, F is that? FL is the fraction. Of the above that actually go on to develop life at some point. So obviously, you know, every planet they have in the habitable zone isn't necessarily going to have life. Uh, Fi is the fraction of the above that actually go on to develop intelligent life. Obviously, that's a sticking point for a lot of people because if you take a look at our planet of all the... It said right, like, lower on the... I'm on the Wikipedia page, I should say. um, That obviously on our planet, only one species technically as you know us humans have gone on out of the billions that have existed on earth to become intelligent yeah to become intelligent yeah so that's kind of a cocky statement what's that that we're intelligent well i think we're the only intelligent species well i think by intelligent they mean you know uh having technology and whatnot yeah hey man maybe the whales got it right maybe you know they're really smart and they just know better than to build stuff (laughs) maybe you know fight each other never know um and fc is a fraction of civilizations that develop a technology that releases detectable signs of their existence into space oh i think actually by intelligent life they mean you can contemplate your place in the universe although we wouldn't know if whales and elephants and dolphins can contemplate themselves their place in the universe you know oh that's interesting i never thought of that yeah i know um they consider like us at the end of our our or the, the, yeah, the, the furthest uh, down the evolutionary path because we can anticipate things, like plan for things in the future and stuff like that. Yeah, 
and, well, and take preventative measures ahead of time. And de-evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Humans that's are de-evolving. Well, no, that, there's a whole, I don't know if you've heard of this, but the transhumanism and posthumanism. No. Transhumanism is, uh, uh, this is just a theory, uh, because we can start genetically manipulating ourselves. Uh, transhuman is like the transition between, you know, current humans and posthumans. Posthumans are, you know, Cyborgs. like, uh, a, a, no, they're just a different species because they're not, you know, they're so probably genetically advanced that they're not human anymore. You know, it's a different species entirely of human. Yeah. Just a theory, throwing that yeah. out there. And we don't, I mean, along those lines, we don't really have survival of the fittest anymore. Not, no, not I humans. Mean, I mean, to a certain extent, extent we do, but like just by virtue of the fact that we keep people with cancer alive, um, you know, long enough to reproduce, Yeah. you know, they're, they're making babies and this is a bad example, but <laughs> they're making babies that are uh, potentially more vulnerable to cancer. Yeah. Well, we can control our environment to a certain extent. Right. Too, you know. Um, and then the last one is the big L, <clears throat> which is the length of time with, of which such civilizations release detectable so- signals into space. So, um, you know, humans have been releasing signals into space since the early 1900s, so not that long, like, what, over 100 years. Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah, that's the Drake equation. It's very interesting. Obviously, there's a lot of conjecture on that, um, but it's, I guess, the most accepted among some people for, you know, a way of calculating, possibly calculating the amount of species that could be, I don't know, I I don't know if, know if that's the universe, it must be just be our galaxy, because our galaxy is big enough, I think. that. Uh, Actually, I think, I think it is the universe, because they're taking into account, in the equation they're using our galaxy as an example, just because we know the right. most about our galaxy. Yeah, yeah. Is that right? I think I think so. Uh, even though it's not that much, here let me call it back right. up. Because we don't know that much about our galaxy. Um, I think they figured that. I think they figured out though that there's not a possibility of life in the nearest solar system closest to us, which yeah. is Alpha Centauri. Uh, even I think it doesn't have any planets, or it's got three. It has a. Th- it's a three-star solar system, so it has three suns. Trinary, yeah. Is that what you call it? I don't know what you call it. Uh, Drake equation is a mathematical equation used to estimate the number of detectable extraterrestrial civilizations in the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, okay. So, is used in the field uh, of the search for extraterrestrial intelligence, or SETI, uh, SETI. The equation was devised in 1961 by Frank Drake, emeritus professor of astronomy and astrophysics. At the University of California, Santa Cruz. So, just it, the Milky Way, then. Yeah, and it wasn't. It also wasn't developed by some crackpot, you know, you know, uh, backyard theorist. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a well-known professor. Yeah. So, but that's interesting. That you is, know, yeah. What's the number? I I don't think it gives a number. Does it I, give I, like a? I think because because of some of the 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 factors in the equation are so variable, that the, yeah, it gives that, like a wide range. Yeah, that like... that all, people have different numbers. I think is is the way it works. So. Yeah, but that number is greater than one. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because at the beginning of uh, XCOM, 
what else was there? Oh, Alpha Centauri. Uh, at the beginning of XCOM, they have a quote from, I, I think it's Carl Sagan. Do you remember, Will? Was it Carl Sagan? I don't remember now. That I, I, They said, uh, how did it go? It was like, um, oh, shoot, there, there only two options exist. One, we're alone in the universe. Two, uh, two, we're not alone in the universe, and both are equally terrifying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, wow, that's a really cool way to start the game. Yeah, that is. I can't, I can't, I think it was Carl Sagan, but I'm not really sure. Yeah, I don't remember. I might have skipped it by accident. I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, let me see if I can call that up. Okay. Any input, Corey? What do you got for uh, us? Not at, not at this point, but I was thinking about, uh, you know, it being terrifying about other species existing. And I don't know if I mentioned this to you guys, but I took a science fiction literature class my sophomore year of college, and we got to read a bunch of cool sci-fi stories, and one of them was about this um, this alien species that was ra- racing towards Earth at the speed of light and, like, hell-bent on war with us, and they wanted to take us out. But when they arrived, it turned out they were just, like, teddy bears with sticks. And they had, you know, traveled down a different technological path. Obviously, they had developed their their uh, faster than light drives to to be able to traverse the galaxy. But uh-huh. at the same time, you know, we had the superior weaponry by far. Right. It's just interesting to think about. That is interesting to think about. Oh, Alpha Centauri is a binary system, <clears throat> and it's four point three light years away, so it's not not super far. I think there's one that um at a, at a certain point, you know, in in whatever cycle uh, our galaxy is and becomes closer to us than Alpha Centauri. Oh, another star system? Yeah. That could I can't be. remember the name of it. Like Tau or something like that? That could be. A lot of people theorize, too, that the if we do come in contact with an alien civilization, that it'll be completely robotic at that point, because it's a lot easier to traverse the dangers of outer space in robotic form than flesh and blood form you know mm-hmm. yeah so that's I mean, another if you think about it we launched the voyager probes in the 70s yeah and they're just now getting like outside of what is considered our solar system. yeah the the, fir- the first one is well they launched two it was one year and then one the next year or something like yeah, that yeah or like two years in between or something like that yeah. uh in different directions and yeah they're just exiting our solar solar system now which is fun to think about. It took, what, 40, 30-something years to exit Wow, our solar system. <laughs> I mean, obviously now propulsion systems are better, but still not good enough to make a right. huge difference. Right. And, so. and I think they have uh, – there's a pretty good Radiolab episode about it, but the time capsules that are kept on the Voyager. Oh, yeah. Voyager probes. Are pe- people are kind of uh, upset that it gives away our location. Yeah, just I mean, in case. I don't know. <laughs> Obviously, I, th- I I mean, if someone can find it, uh, they probably have the technology to find us anyway. If they can find that thing just floating around in dark space, you know. Yeah. So, or is dark space outside the galaxy? I know in Mass Effect, it's outside, outside the, gal- the galaxy. Outside yeah. the galaxy. So, um, intergalactic travel at this point, I don't think is possible. No. Nah. But interstellar travel eh, is isn't isn't. You know, you mentioned Dan SETI. I remember being in probably middle <clears throat> school and our first computer, and I downloaded that SETI program. Oh yeah, that um, a bunch of just home users downloaded, and all they're doing is is 
receiving signals from outer space and just you know crunching the numbers on them to see if there's anything unique about them that would indicate yeah. alien life. Yeah, it's it's like crowdsourcing the the uh, the data that they get so they don't have to spend as much money on uh, crunching the data and they can spend more on building satellite dishes and stuff, which I think cool. is a good idea. <clears throat> yeah, because yeah, it would you could set it up so that it would only you use your computer's processing power like at night when you were you know using your computer. Right. And I remember we had a couple, like, odd signals that I think got sent over. Oh, really? I mean, I mean that doesn't really mean anything. It, right. It they probably get that a lot. But, yeah. Yeah. But just, just to see it on your computer, like, oh, my God. Like, because I think it would spike red, and you could see it on the graph, and it would say, like, this is, you know. Something different. Something interesting, and it'll be looked at. And it's yeah. like, oh, what if that's the one? Yeah. <laughs> so I know, Corey, we disagreed on this, and you think aliens have uh, been here. Want to elaborate a little on that? Part of it's wishful thinking, just because I yeah. watch a lot of Battlestar Galactica. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and if you don't watch Battlestar Galactica, basically the, the the setup to to the show is that there is humans living on these colonies somewhere out in the galaxy, and they are attacked by the Cylons, um, which are like you know like the robotic race, and they leave their home planets to find the mythical thirteenth colony called earth huh um so i don't know that's cool but yeah it, i don't know and just like a lot of we talked about it uh i forget what episode but some of the egyptian the weird stuff with the egyptians yeah um some of the the, the hieroglyphics and stuff like that and, and and cave drawings and stuff like that just just leads me to believe that something had to have been here yeah and yeah. part of me even thinks we were designed by aliens yeah there that theory's been floated definitely uh, that they took, <clears throat> obviously this is just a theory, I don't believe it myself, but <clears throat> I'm going to throw it out there, that <clears throat> aliens took a few of the smarter apes and genetically engineered them into into the human species that we have now. Because hmm. um, obviously there's still a few missing links of you know our species transition from human to, or from ape into human. Humans. Um, but it's probably just that we haven't come across that the skeletal remains of the in-betweeners at this point. But mm-hmm. it's just a theory someone someone has. It's interesting. I, I gave out my theory for the missing link. What's that? <clears throat> the stoned ape theory. Oh, yeah. You remember when I talked about that? I do. I don't. I would know it. I would know it if, if when you say it. It's, it's just basic. I forget who the guy was. Um or much about it really at this point. It was fresh in my mind when I talked about it originally, but it's it's just this theory that says th- this group of group or species of of apes were wherever they were located there was an abundance of psychedelic mushrooms. Oh yeah. And, and I mean even people that take psychedelic mushrooms nowadays say how it expands their mind and, yeah. and changes them permanently and yeah. and opens up, you know. Yeah. Opens them up to to more experiences it, it, and and gives them a a different, different take outlook. on everything. Yeah. Um, and also part of that is when you take psychedelic mushrooms, you're a little more randy than usual. Oh. So you're, you're more likely to reproduce and be more laid back and mellow, um, which would account for primates mating with other tribes where, as they wouldn't have done that before. And a lot of genetic material being, you know, passed back and forth to create a more superior ape. Oh yeah. 
That's cool. All thanks to psychedelic mushrooms. Yeah. <clears throat> and they say agriculture was started because uh, humans want to start brewing beer. Yeah. <clears throat> which I think is awesome because we wanted to, you know, civilization basically started because we wanted to get drunk. Yeah. <clears throat> which I thought was and, funny. And one other, uh, speaking of the stoned ape theory, this is all coming from Joe Rogan's podcast now that I remember. And it okay. was Duncan Trestle that was saying all this stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I actually looked it up after he talked about it. And, you know, the, it, it's all very real. Um, yeah. It's someone out, someone's theory. Yes, some some scientific person's theory. Um, but the other one was in religion, a lot of uh, religious symbols, like the, the halos on angels in, in, in Christianity and stuff, is actually uh, was before, you know, the, the glowing halo that it is now, was like something like the shape of a mushroom. Because back in the day, they would take mushrooms to be, become closer to God because they'd have these spiritual uh, sort of experiences. Yeah. Huh. And 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 <clears throat> mind altering substances went hand in hand with spirituality and religion. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, which is interesting. Yeah, it is. It's fun to think. And it kind of makes you wonder what if you know, what if we were designed by this superior race and the only way to get closer to them is by expanding our mind through these weird substances. Yeah. Whereas, you know, the way we were set up is to not be able to comprehend yeah. this the superior race. Yeah. The Reapers. The Reapers. <laughs> That's what I always say. Huh. <laughs> I always talk about when the world's <laughs> supposed to end. Was it December 21st or supposedly? Yeah. I always say the Reapers are going to attack. Maybe. How cool would it be if at a certain time on that day you just hear that, you know, I hear I hear similar sounds. It's in a video game, and I'm not sure what it is. But I, whenever I hear it, it might have been, it might be in Borderlands, where you hear a similar sound, and I'm like, it just brings me, snaps me back to Mass Effect in a heartbeat <laughs> because it's such a unique sound. Um, yeah. The yeah, that whatever horn blast of the of the yep. Reapers, it just yeah. snaps me right back to Mass Effect. I'm like, oh my god. It's crazy how that how that works. Mm-hmm. It's such I, a chilling noise. Yeah, I would probably be terrified. I'd take off running. I'd pee and poop my pants. <laughs> There's that movie. Uh, uh, well, I'm gonna spoil the movie. I think it, I think it was in Red State, which is on Netflix. I don't know. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. It's what's his name's movie. Uh, uh, Kevin James. Not Kevin James. No. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith. Yeah. Yeah, it's his movie, and at the end of it, uh, there's that that horn blast. You know, the the four horsemen of the apocalypse. Yeah. Which is, it's not like that. The movie isn't about that at all. And then that's just what happens at the end of the movie, and it's really, really cool. Huh. I'll have to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. It's on my, it's on my instant queue. <clears throat> yeah, one of the, I don't know. I think the like a cool outlook on on aliens is the show Doctor Who. That's that's kind of what I hope for with uh, Alien Contact. What's that? Just all these various species all over doing various things. Yeah, I mean, I, I well, I like the whole. Uh, I, the only thing that's weird is the that Time Lords look exactly like humans, other than the fact that they have two hearts. That, that, that's a little weird and hard to believe, but you know, I don't know. I didn't know they had two hearts. Yeah, yeah, they have two hearts. I haven't gotten that far. Oh. Well, you better start watching. Yeah, I know. I got to get caught up. And we actually had, um, I went to a show this past weekend with some bands, and one of the bands was from the U.K. 
and they actually stayed at our apartment. I wanted to talk to them about all the British things I like, but I felt weird. Oh yeah. <laughs> but I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be our music uh, guest for the next episode. They, I asked them if we could use their music, and they're like, "Yep, use whatever you want." Oh sweet. So, so we might get a couple weeks out of them. Uh yeah yeah. Okay, that's good. Because looking for music is a tough chore. Yeah yeah. No, well, I, th- I knew. I knew it was my turn to pick music, so I was like, I jumped all over it. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think the thing I like about Doctor Who is that uh, really the Doctor is like the kind of the protector of Earth, and he always looks out for Earth. So, you know, I always would envision that with uh, um, an alien, a specific alien species. But one thing I wanted to talk about, and uh, one of the things you hear a lot is – from especially I don't know from scientists who seem to hear hear it a lot, and that's that uh, if there was aliens out there, that humans are narcissistic or self self centered to believe that uh, the alien species would have any interest in us, which yeah. I always thought I always thought that kind of sounded blowhardy, because wouldn't I mean I don't know why you wouldn't be interested in in another species you know developing and mm-hmm. you know that maybe they're not solely focused on us but they might have someone watching us because you know we send people out to watch animals you know we send yeah. people out to watch tribes of apes interact with each other and you know it's interesting to it's us just a different scope yeah of, exactly uh... i don't i don't i never understood that as a as an argument as to you know well i mean it kind of depends because you can approach it you can you can imagine alien an alien species uh culture whatever through the lens Huh? Through the what? Through the lens of... We lost you, Corey. He sounded like he had something really good to say. Yep. Oh, participant. Uh Uh-oh. We'll have to contact him again. It was just getting juicy, too. Yeah, he had something really good to say. I'll try to call him again. Hmm. Call refused. He was using his phone, right? Yeah. There's no internet on in this house. No. Because the bill wasn't paid? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> Second time? Apparently, yeah. All right. Yeah. Did you finish your insanity playthrough for mass effect yes i did have you done the new downloadable content leviathan yeah Yeah. no the the multiplayer oh retaliation no i have not yet okay i kind of want to play with somebody but eric traded in and we're playing XCOM and dishonored yeah i don't know if i'm gonna get around to it i'll try it out at some point though okay i'm interested it's it's free right i should i should just download it just so i have it for when you do want to play yeah i have to finish my insanity playthrough in mass effect also Mm -hmm. and the Omega DLC is coming out in November. So, oh, that's right. Late November, mid-November. Yeah. Apparently the one uh was it the is it supposed to come out next year that that's leaked that it's the actual like Mass Effect ending. Oh, uh, Project X, I think yeah, it was called. Yeah. yeah, that the guy on Clever Noob Network, uh Julian Cluck talked about. Okay. Yeah. I'm still actually in the process of writing something about that indoctrination theory oh that's right it's just i've been so busy with everything okay 
Yeah, it's a, it's a lot to take in. I still want to watch all those videos. It's worth it. Yeah, I haven't <clears throat> I haven't gotten around to it yet. I've watched bits and pieces, but get some food and a beverage and yeah, kick back. Maybe I'll just drink heavily and watch them. Yeah, I'd like to hear your thoughts on it. Yeah, yours and Corey's. Yeah, because you guys are big Mass Effect fans. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I look forward to the next group of Mass Effect games. Me too. Uh, is they are they picking like doing a completely different story from? I don't know. Uh, I've heard idea bandied around about uh, maybe having a strategy game, like a space strategy game, which if, I think would be cool. If they had a game like um, like Civilization esque or an Age of Empires esque game, yeah, but that'd be cool. Mass Effect, I think that'd be awesome. Yeah. And you can pick like the Asari, the Terrians, the Slarians, yeah, and colonize new worlds. The Drell, yeah, that'd be awesome. Or have it be like uh, Master of Orion a little bit. Mm-hmm. Which, incidentally, I kind of want Aliens to be like uh, how Mass Effect works. You know, we had the had the first contact war with the Terrians, oh, yeah, like yeah. have something like that, but then have them live peacefully together, or somewhat peacefully. Yeah, that'd be my ideal alien situation. Yeah, uh, looks like Corey's not on Skype anymore. Do you want to try texting him real quick? Yeah, you can text right. him. I think we'll take a quick break. Yeah. Oh no, he's back online. Never mind. Sorry for this. We're having some <laughs> technical difficulties. Get to hear some indoctrination theory. Well, Hey, Corey. Hey, he's back. Hey, did you guys keep going? No. We, a little bit. We talked about Mass Effect. And indoctrination theory and stuff. But go ahead. I mean, I mean, are you still recording? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Go ahead. Sorry about that. I, no problem. My girlfriend called me, and it kicked me out of Skype as soon as she did. Okay. Ooh. So I sent her a nicely worded text message. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That you'd only be a few more minutes. <laughs> Something along that, those lines. Okay. So we're, we're, I, forget, I, f- I forget what we were talking about, though. I do, yeah. too. You were just ready to get into something deep. Yeah, you were saying oh, I, the scope of uh, us watching animals and then us being watched by aliens yeah. and that realm. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you know, aliens may or may not be interested. Like, I think, I think we project how we would view aliens onto how we would expect them to view us. Right. Whether I mean, whether they're interested or not, right, and it could be the type of thing where there is an advance, like the first species we t- stumble upon, is so advanced that they already have relationships with thousands of other civilizations spread throughout the galaxy or the universe or whatever. Yeah. And to them, like we're just, you know, we're the freaking the apes. flies that buzz around. You know, like they could really care less about what we do. Yeah, we're apes. Or we have know, a long ways to go. Type of thing. It could be the type of thing where their makeup is so different from ours that even any kind of resource we could have on Earth that they might be like they might not even be interested in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I like the. Um, I mean, I think this is Mass Effect, but other, other. Uh, I think other games have this type of thing too. Is that you're not? I think Star Trek does it too. That you're not allowed to interfere with uh, the development of a. You know, a, a developing species, I guess. You know, if they don't, if they're not spacefaring, really, uh, you're not supposed to interrupt them. Yeah, interrupt them or, or be seen by them in any way, and that could be something that's happening too. You know, without our being aware. That's a good point. Yeah, never thought of that. The, the universe's bill of rights or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which uh, that's cool. But once again, that's that's putting our our thoughts and mentalities on on something that you know we can't may not be able to comprehend even you know 
It could be Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, where one day they're going to show up and be like, oh, we're putting a super highway through through here, and we got to blow up Earth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like the South Park take on it, and that's that they the aliens took a bunch of species like humans and deer and bears and put them all on one planet and turned it into a reality TV show. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was that's funny. That's good, too. And that, yeah, that, that was the episode. I think it was called Cancelled, because... The, the earth was getting canceled and they were I think they were just going to destroy the planet <laughs> that's brilliant yeah that's brilliant. They come up with. South Park brilliance yeah I'm I'm of the mind though like that we're there's more more of a well, how should I say this there's there's a puppet master you know there's something pulling this, the strings and whether we were left here or you know we were we were genetically engineered from apes by somebody else or if we're if this is the matrix you know it could be any one of those possibilities i think there's just like a higher higher sentient being um ahead of yeah. us yeah i, I don't think that. you know we exist separately from an other alien I, I i mean that might be the case but i think you know in terms of of our existence I, there's there's something more to it yeah well i i talked about this before I think it was on our 60th or 50th episode that a lot of people theorize. And, and apparently this is like relatively possible mathematically that we're just a, like a computer simulation and not, not even real per se. Yeah. Oh yeah. I do remember you saying that. A lot of people think that that's actually the case that mathematically speaking, that that works out somehow. I don't know how they can calculate that, but absolutely. We're just like, I mean, yeah, that's, Sims. that's the idea of the matrix. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We're really? in a game of Civ. Yeah. Which is weird to think about, but... I mean, there's really religions weird. out there that think, like, you... you just like the Matrix, like, you're, you, the real you exists in a pod somewhere. Yeah. And you, you live these lives over and over again, and in each life you learn one very, very important lesson uh-huh. until, like, you learn enough of these lessons that you are, you know, a perfect person or something like that. Yeah. No. And, and then you go on to live in your whatever society you're a part of. Yeah. After you become the perfect person. Talking about this really makes me wonder when you die, just what happens. <laughs> well, exactly. I mean, you know, if, if if this is just a simulation, then nobody really cares what happens to us, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. It's a science experiment for, like, a third grader. Is writing the computer program that's our uh, that's our planet and society and whatnot. And then the cynics out there say we're just this is torture. To, yeah. To be to live a human existence is torture. Uh yeah. Well, you know, I get that feeling a lot of times when I'm in the grocery store. <laughs> it's pretty torturous. You know, when you get someone cutting you off with the, with the car and. Ugh. Hell is other people, right? Yeah, that's definitely. My, yeah, that's my opinion. I wouldn't. I wouldn't consider personally. I wouldn't consider life torture because you know it's all about finding ways to make it enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, we talk about this how little we matter in in the grander scheme of things, especially now that we're talking about potential alien races and stuff. Yeah. And it's just you know you're only on this planet for. A sh- relatively short 
period of time, uh, you know, like a, a grain of sand on a grain of sand on a grain of sand on a grain of sand, like in time. Yeah. You know, and you just got to find ways to make it enjoyable for yourself. Word. Word. All right, getting back to aliens and video games. Let's, <laughs> that was got fairly philosophical. Um, <clears throat> it's bound to go there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, favorite alien species from any movie, television show, game, book? Can you think of one? I always kind of like the uh, the Cylons from uh, Master of Orion. Oh, Master of Orion? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. They're a little bit like the greys um, that people claim to have been abducted by. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or, or the sectoids from XCOM. Yeah. Well, yeah, and at the same time, they're, they're so technologically advanced that they devolved um, to the point where they had no... You know, they they just floated around on pods and they had no resistances and stuff and were a really weak species, but they had great minds. Yeah, yeah, very uh, physically weak. Well, some people theorize that those are future humans. Look at Wally. Wally. Yeah, that's a good point. The people in the people <laughs> in the spaceship. <laughs> that's a great movie. Yeah, it is. Great movie. Uh, yeah, a lot of people theorize that the Greys are actually just future, like really distant future humans hmm. you know wow they're scary yeah yeah i would probably wet myself if i ever got abducted by one Oof. what about you well favorite alien species from mm. anything it'd have to be something from mass effect yeah i think i'm with you on that probably i don't know i really like the drow i like the turians a lot mm-hmm. i don't know something from mass effect i like all the races a lot i, I think i'm gonna have to go with you uh, cause only because I, I just thought of this question just now. I wish I had had something prepared for it and had more time to think about it. But Same here. I'm a big fan of the Krogan. Oh, the Krogan are awesome. Yeah, I really like the Krogan. Um, that'd pro- that'd be my guess right now. Mm-hmm. They're very uh, interesting species. Yeah. So. All right, I think that's all I have to talk about aliens. Corey, do you have anything else you want to say? Not that I can think of offhand. I know I'll start thinking of a million things later on, but. Yeah, me too. Well, we can revisit this topic at some point, probably. Yeah, if we decide to. I'm sure we will. We're all a little, we're a little uh, tired from the Giants game, except Corey, right? You didn't get yeah. to watch it. I don't want to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, I'm always emotionally tired after a, a sporting event because, you know, I get nervous and angry and then happy and then sad. I go through all emotions during a sporting event, Same pretty here. much. So, especially going up against the Forty ers Yeah, it was. It was. I wasn't expecting much, but no, neither was I. I was pleasantly surprised. So, same yeah. here. You know, plus my fancy team's doing well, so that's always good. All right, uh, I think that'll do it for our episode sixty-four hangover on aliens. Uh, I'm your host, Dan. I'm Will. I'm Corey. Thanks for listening, and get out of my basement. Black